Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. Rhodium Radio. No sad podcast. In the shitty city of Wilmington, we keep it rocking. So come on, shake, shake it for me, Kelly. Yeah. Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Easy E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yella is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. The Wizard is down with us. JJ Fag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh Boy is down with us. Toddy P and Spade, they're down with us. My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us. I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from. Compton, but the tapes are from the rodeum. My name is Dre, listen while I play. And by the way, I'm also down with NWA. Yo, Steve at the rodeum is down with us. Slanging funky tapes, it is a must. We're number one. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 52, Rodeo Radio, and I am your host, Tony A., the motherfucking wizard, okay? Uh, once again, my Rodeo mixtape documentary, you gotta watch it, okay? And many of you promised that you guys were still gonna send me 20 to 30 second video clips of what you guys thought judging the documentary. So far, the response has been great, but we wanna have so much that we can play uh, throughout the breaks. Uh, and actually even make a video and release it on YouTube of everybody's responses. Nobody has dissed it. Nobody has talked negative about it. If anything, everybody's talked positive about it. I always like to call it, it is the prequel to Straight Outta Compton, directed by me and filmed by John motherfucking Elkins. And of course, there were others, DG Media Clips, but it's too many to name. But um, I want to go ahead, once again, promote my mixtape. You can buy four downloads for 30 bucks. I have eight up there right now on my website, documixery.com. Also, next week, probably towards the end of the week, I will have my hard copies for those that are interested of my mixtapes of Scanless, Bullshit, uh, Dope Beats, in effect, if I'm correct. I'll have hard copies of those for those you know that like them because there's people that still want CDs. And we are we are on all major media platforms, once again, if uh, you don't know uh, of one that I guess that we're on, please let us know. Email us at rodeonradio.gmail.com. And once again, anybody that wants to request anyone on my show or anyone has any music that they want to submit, uh, send it to rodeonradio at gmail.com and we will get to it and get back to you in a timely manner. I've had people that DM me that are upset, that have told me, hey, have you looked at my music? It takes time because when you have over 200 emails that come within a month, it, it's a lot of emails that you have to look through. So please give us time. And let me give a quick shout out once again to my boy who uh, blessed me with his hat. He actually emailed, uh, mailed it to me, not emailed. I don't know how you can do that, but it says safe on the side and safe at home. And it's got the little mask right here in LA. And this page is Safe at Home Brand. That's the hat page on Instagram. Safe at Home Brand. So much love, much respect to you. And to my other boy, if I'm correct, uh, from Santa Ana, who blessed me with this shirt. I, I can't show you the back, but I will soon. Well, I'll take a picture of it and post it up. Uh, Boulevard Made One. You can reach him on Instagram. Once again, thank you very much for sending us the shirts. Boulevard Made One one 
So without further ado, I know a lot of you guys have been waiting for my next guest, so let me go ahead and introduce him. Episode 52, my very special guest. How you doing, my friend? Good, good. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good, good. Uh, I wanted to ask you, how's the drive coming over here? Man, no traffic, bro. You, you already know, man. Coronavirus, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how are you adapting to this coronavirus thing? I know, uh, I mean, like me, I'm the type of guy that I go out a lot, bro. Yeah. Are you like that too? You know what? I, I honestly think this is the biggest blessing ever. Like right now, I'm staying productive creatively, creating every day right now. And, uh, you know, at first I was going a little crazy. I ain't going to lie. I, I think a lot of us were. But uh, I kind of found myself just creating and getting back in that zone and, and being consistent and, and working on, pr on future projects. Right. So I think it's, uh, you know, they say sometimes things don't happen to us. They happen for us. And mm -hmm. I think this could be a situation where it could be happening for us. We could look at it in a positive view or a negative view, right. complain about it, or, or we could just, you know, see the light about it, you know? Right. So right. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So, yeah. Well, you know, talking about music, because earlier uh, when I spoke to you over the phone, yeah. you had told me you were working on music. How's that coming along? Man, honestly, I'm a little embarrassed right now because I'm honestly a little exhausted right now. Like, I normally work on music in the mornings, but I stood up like till like five in the morning. Then uh, I woke up to your text that was like about, 820 something right. like that in the morning so i only got like about two hours of sleep oh no so sure. i'm exhausted right now well the, the, i'm exhausted that's how usually artists yeah you know uh that's the lifestyle of an artist yeah so now let me ask you this when was your last concert man the last show when's the last time i performed it was in october october the 5th yeah okay so that last time i performed uh how yeah. did that go it went good, man. Got got to promote my latest album a lot, and okay. it went really good, man. A lot yeah. of people there. Oh, man, it was packed. It was in Houston, so it was really dope, yeah. Dope, dope. That'll yeah. work, man. So yeah. I know sometimes, usually when artists, producers, rappers, musicians, whatever, take breaks, we usually turn on the TV and watch a little something, yeah. make ourselves something to eat. Uh, oh, what do you like <laughs> to watch, man? Like when you're, whenever you do turn on the TV. Matt, to be honest with you, I don't like watching too much TV. I, I, I have, like, uh, I watched Narcos. I think that's one of the last uh, TV series I watched. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Pablo Escobar, you know, not, not that I'm, um, putting him in a pedestal or anything, but, um, I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of the entrepreneur side of it. Not, not a fan of the bad stuff he did, but the entrepreneur side of it. Um, so I watched Narcos. I'm also a fan of Diego Luna, the actor. Uh huh. So I was really excited to see him in, in action, you know, cause. Okay. Um, I've always known he was a star and a lot of us in, 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 in our market know he's a star, but you know, I think Narcos is a way for people in other markets to see that he's a star and, and he's someone that deserves to be up there representing us. Yeah. He's in Mexico. He's from Mexico. Um, and it's good to see our people, you know, doing the breakthrough over here. He's, although he's already been doing it. He was on, I think on a Star Wars yeah. as well too, right? Yeah. I just saw that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to hit a little bit on that though, man. Go you ahead. know what? In, uh, at the end, he should have kissed the girl, bro. Yeah. He should have kissed the girl. And you know what? Hollywood now hates on that, bro. Mm. Hollywood hates on, on a, a guy being a guy, you know? Uh, you know, nothing, you know, I'm not trying to start no mess right here, but you know, the, the whole Me Too movement, you know? Right. But at the end, the heroes kiss the girl, bro. And that's true. And you could see it in the film, the awkwardness that he wanted to, the, the, you know, conquistador in him, you know? Yes. But I'm pretty sure someone right there put a line right there, bro. And, right. And I don't know. Well, let's just hope he kissed, he kissed her off camera. Maybe. I don't know. I would have. <laughs> but, <laughs> I guess what I'm not a fan of right now in the market is how 
guys aren't, you know, I'm not trying to sound like this machista dude, you know? Right. But um, they're not let us, letting us be the men that we are or could be because at the end of the day, we are men. We're the men in a situation, you know? Right. So I, that, that's just the point of view that I have, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, um, as far as... Uh, you, you, I'm a documentary watcher. Yeah. Like, I love watching documentaries. Oh, man. Know? I mean, whether it's on Netflix or whether it's on whatever uh, HBO has. You know, I, I used to be a big fan of autopsies. You know, I love that shit. Uh, even though I'm kind of, like, afraid of blood, I can't really see that shit in person. <laughs> yeah. But I love watching it. I love, like, Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, you seen anything dope like that lately? Man, the the last thing I watched that I really enjoyed was uh, Tiger... What's it called? Tiger King? Tiger King. <laughs> hey, bro, I got into that, bro. I swear, man. I got into that the whole Tiger King. Uh, damn, that, that, that chick, uh, Carol, man. Dude, <laughs> we got to watch out for them Carols, man. They, exactly. they, will, they will destroy your life, bro. Yeah, exactly. Straight up. Well, they're out there and they're watching. They're logged in. <laughs> Straight up. So, Carol Baskin, if you're there, <laughs> uh, uh, get at me. <laughs> Radio at gmail.com or Tony A. The Wizard. Yeah. It's on the screen. I want to do an interview with you because I want to find out what happened to your husband. That, 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 that will tiger meat, homie. Straight up. So, Literally got fed to the lions, man. Yeah, exactly, dude. So did you, I know they released another episode. Did you ever get to watch that one? They released one more episode. Of the I Tiger think, King. Tiger King, yes. Nah. One more episode they did. I don't know. I, I just haven't I watched think, it. I think it's on the works, but I, I don't know if they released it. No, they did. They oh, did. man. Yeah, then I, I know what I'm doing tonight, yeah, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've already yeah. seen it on, I think it was like uh, number one or number two. Like, you know how they, they number 10, up huh. to 10, whatever. Interesting. Yeah. I got to I got to look out for that. Yeah, it was yeah. up there. Uh, now, you know, let me ask you something about hip hop movies. Yeah. You know, you got the Biggie, you got the Pac, you yeah. got Straight Outta Compton, you got 8 Mile, you got the 50 Cent, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah. Out of those movies uh, that you've seen, have you seen them all? I believe so. Which one stands out to you the most? Right now, right away, um, I thought of 8 Mile, man. That was, okay. in, I, I love inspirational stories, man. I think a lot of people got inspired to become something after that movie. Straight up. Yeah. I'm a, look, I'm not going to try to knock NWA right now, but I was very disappointed with NWA, man. Not only that, they should, my personal opinion, I don't know, you, you, you're more in that circle. I'm not, you know, but I think Little Easy should have played Easy, bro. Right. He looks like him. Why not open the door for him? I don't know. Maybe you know more than I do in that in that situation why he didn't get the role. And I, I have heard other stories, but look, I'm a big fan on uh, biographies. Someone looking like the actor, like straight up. Right. And I think Little Easy would have been perfect for him, man. Right. So that's just one thing, right there, man. I, 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 I you know, not not to knock the actor that played Easy, you know, because, um, you know, shout shouts out to all of them, you know, but um. I think Little Easy should have been the one, man. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny because there were talks that he wanted that role. I heard. But they didn't give it to him. There were actually even talks that one of Dre's, Dr. Dre's sons, wanted Dr. Dre's part. And I thought, when I saw the picture, I thought he looked like him. He could have passed. Yeah. But supposedly, supposedly that, again, and I say supposedly because I'm not going to quote him word for word, that they didn't want family involved, but yet Ice Cube had his son exactly in. so uh maybe Which that, that was a good that was good casting he looks just like his dad that yeah. was good casting yeah and why not open the door for their kids yeah why not you know what i'm saying why not let them start their own brand mm -hmm. you know i mean of course i'm sure there's a lot of politics behind the curtains that we don't see wow. of course like like maybe someone could open up the curtain and say oh, this is the reason and then i'll be like oh okay I, now i understand 
But as a fan watching in, that's just my point of view, you know. Okay. Okay. But but back to Eight Mile, that was very inspirational. Um, man, it, it's still a movie you could watch and get inspired by. Straight up, dope, dope. Okay, now, now the underdogs, ask. man. Yes, the underdogs. Yes. I like underdogs, and usually when I see a boxing match, I don't know me if you're too. a boxing me fan. Me too. Yeah, I have and a lot of friends that are. Probably, do you know who uh, Leo Santa Cruz is? No, I don't. No, he was my neighbor growing up. Yeah, oh, he's really? doing really good. He's the world champ right now. Oh, right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah, now, check I'm going to be real with you. My boxing pretty much started in the late 80s, all of the 90s. Yeah. Uh, my brother would be able to fill you in a little bit more on today's champions yeah. uh, or today's winners, if you will, because uh, I pretty much stopped watching boxing a long time ago. Even though I love the sport, I just think that a lot of that shit is fixed today. Man, I could agree with you, man. It's, so. it's all about the money at the end of the day. It's all about the money, and, and I agree with you, man. Yeah, okay. I'm with you on that, but but... I don't know. I'll still watch the fight, though, man. You know. Yeah. Now, uh, um, as far as um, as far as um, I forgot my damn question. Oh, UFC. Do you like any UFC at all? You know what? I'm. I, I can't really say I'm a big fan, bro. I. I mean, I watch a. I watch it. Like someone will invite me over, and I watch it, and it'll be cool. But I can't say I know specs or or know too much about the fighter. You know what I'm saying? I, right. I don't get into it that deep. I think at this point in my life, I don't get too deep in a lot of different things. I don't, I, you know, when I was young, I used to be in like Kobe Bryant, the Lakers and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. Um, I don't watch no sports at all, man, at all. And um, I don't have time for any of that. Not that I don't have time. I don't want to make time for that. I'd rather make time for something where it's going to benefit me residually in the future. So I'm always trying to Think of what I could do for myself that's going to benefit me in the future. What kind of brand could I create? What's the next move? What's the next step? Man, I'm not going to be wearing these. Uh, and, and not to um, not to knock anyone that represent their brand. I, I mean, everyone has brands, bro. You got Star Wars all over right here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Not hating, you know? Um, I just want to get to a point where I have a brand where people have my brand. That's, that's just me. You know, one thing when I was young, um, I used to be a, a nightlife promoter. Okay. That's what I did. And we used to bring in thousands of thousands of kids. I was a kid myself. This is when I was 13 years old. And um, one thing that I was doing, I was having fun, but at the same time, it was a business. I was making money while doing it. So so I've always been um, a person that I want to find a way that I can make money and have fun doing it. And watching sports doesn't make me money. It doesn't. Maybe okay. if I was gambling, you know, but I'm yeah. not a gambler, you know. Okay, that'll yeah. work. I love watching sports and just throw it out there, throw it in everybody's face. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I know yeah. a bunch of people, uh, Raider fans that are hating on me right now. I got love for you guys. Don't don't worry about it. It's all good, homie. But I just can't wait for sports to start. I like Dodger yeah. games. You know, it's funny because I can't watch Dodger. I can't watch baseball, period, on TV. I love going to the games. Yeah. And I know I'm speaking for most people. We love going to the games. Yeah. Uh, it's just the atmosphere. I, I love football. I love college football. And I love basketball. Lakers, Cowboys, uh, college will be Notre Dame. And um, my, uh, Lake, Lakers, Cowboys, Dodgers, Dodgers. Yeah. I honestly don't care about sports. Man. I, ironically, though, my uh -huh. first job was at a sports store. Really? Yeah. At a, at a store called Fans at the Fox Hills Mall. <laughs> yeah, bro. And... um Dude, um, I like when they were asking me, oh, for a so and so jersey, I was like, I would ask my manager, hey, they want this, you know. I was just there having a good time and getting right. paid because my buddy was the manager, you know. Okay. And uh, yeah, ironically, I was there like two years and I didn't know nothing about sports, man. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to do this a little bit different because yeah. usually I have a set of questions, but I want to open it up to you 
And I want you to share a little bit about your upbringing, you know, where were you raised, et cetera. Yeah. And then when I feel I need to interject, I'll go ahead and awesome, ask for you sure. certain things. So I was, um, my earliest memories were in South Central Los Angeles. I went to Dakota. Well, they changed the name of that school, Dakota. It's in Boyle Heights, uh-huh. right there by the Strata Courts. Um, and um, so those are my earliest memories. And then uh, around six, almost seven, we moved to Monterey Park. Okay. And a big shift in my life happened at that age. So we were in this ghetto situation. You know, you remember, um, you know, South Central in the 80s, man. Yeah, of course. Um, crackhead a- epidemic, man. It was horrible. You know? Terrible, yeah. And um, shootings, helicopters every night. Well, anyways, we finally were moving to Monterey Park and we see like, wow, this is, we're going to have an amazing life now, right? Well, it turns out my dad's having an affair with this young chick. And right that moment, my life shifted for the rest of my life to this day. And a moment like that could affect someone for the rest of their life. And I know it did. And at this, at the end of the day, I'm not going to try to sound like a victim about it, but because it made me who I am now, the, the greatness that has happened in my life, it's because of that moment that I thought was a curse. That moment that I thought was a curse was the biggest blessing of my life. Once you open up your eyes. So when when my dad left, he took all the cars, he took everything. My mom's, you know, he, he was born here. He's Mexican-American. My mom uh, is from Los Altos de Jalisco, San Miguel del Alto. Shout out San Miguel del Alto, Jalisco. Um, so S- Spanish speaking, what are we going to do? Like, I'm just a little kid. How old was I? Like six, almost seven. I have, I'm the youngest out of my brothers and sisters, two brothers, one sister. And what are we going to do? She makes it happen somehow, man. Not only that, obviously, welfare, all that stuff, right? But it was really sad. It was really sad because we really didn't have no no money, like, to spare, like, for the ice cream truck or anything, man. Like, most of my Christmases, there was no Christmas tree, man, and 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 no gift. Like, I, I still remember I have this picture of my mom giving me an unwrapped present, bro. I want to know what that ru- unwrapped present was. It was Oreos, bro. Cause I always wanted Oreos, bro. Simple little things. I never got like that as a kid, bro. No McDonald's, none of that. So it was, it was really, really tough as a kid. Um, from there, what happened was, um, so, so that happened. All right. Oh, I was going to get to that. So what became my favorite holidays? Cause I, ironically, you end up finding friends that are similar to you, right? That are yeah. going through, through similar situations. So in Monterey Park, they, they had this, uh, it was like once or twice uh, a year called Everything Goals Day, where you could throw away big items from your house. Man, to me and my friends, that was a gold mine. To, to us, those were our favorite holidays. It was a day called Everything Goals Days. We would go through the trash, bro, and we would find treasures, bro. We, we, would, we were also big time into animals. I'll get to that why. And we, we would like find screen and wood to make all these like cages for our animals. We would make koi ponds. Anything, it looked like a farm in all of our backyards, you know? Right. And my homie even one time found a, a, a moped, bro, and it worked. Damn. Yeah, and we're little kids, man. We're little kids. And, um, so, and the reason animals were my favorite, my favorite, because they were, they, they were my favorite toys and only toys. And the best part about animals, you could duplicate them. You could have as many as you want. Think about that. Right. You could get two and, and end up with a hundred. If you have rabbits or something, I had everything, bro. Everything you could think of that's legal. So 
what I looked at as as a curse at that time was actually a gift now that I look at my past because because I have a very unique life, you could say, you know? Also, too, with the effect when my dad left, though, what that also caused, um, I started, you know, having trouble with my fourth grade teacher. She just hated me. She was, could we cuss you or not? You can say whatever the fuck she you want. She was a fucking bitch, bro. Miss Patton. Fuck that bitch. Honestly, and nah, I shouldn't even say that, honestly. I, I, I shouldn't wish that upon anybody, but. Yeah, but she hated me, bro. She always had me outside, outside of the class. Outside of the class, bro. And, um, and finally, I told my mom, hey, you know what? This teacher has me outside. And um, like I told her about it. And then finally, they set up this little conference. We sat down. And I was like, hell yeah, they're going to change me classes. Fuck this teacher, you know? And then Miss Patton, she freaking made it seem like it was me. Like I was the, the problem. And maybe I was a problem, you know? But I know she hated me. And I know she hated other kids, too, that could say the same thing about Miss Patton. But anyways, she made she convinced my mom that I was a problem. And they suggested, hey, he needs to go to special ed. He needs to go to special ed. And, and I was behind, man. I couldn't read, write, or spell for a long time, bro. And, um, and it has to do a lot because the system fails you. So by fifth grade, I ended up going to special ed. And it was an, it was, it was an experience that it was good in a way because I found other people like me. I found other troubled kids like mm -hmm. me. I found kids that couldn't read like me. You know, I, like we had learning disabilities and I, and I thought I was the only one. So you're having these thoughts of you just want to die. Why the fuck were you born as a little kid to finding out that you're not the only one? There's other people, but it's a little bit like it's only a few of you guys. And you guys are in some classes far away from the classes. You guys are in some bungalows and they call you the retarded kids. And 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 at that age, you believe it. When you're in special ed, man, you it, it, when they say you have learning disabilities and all this stuff, you mentally believe that you're fucking stupid. Not only that, not only that, I understand how a lot of dudes get into gangs, how a lot of dudes end up dead, how a lot of dudes end up in prison. I understand, bro, because a lot of people that were my classmates are dead or in prison, man. Only a few of them made it out because the school system makes you believe that you're fucking stupid. That you won't amount to nothing, man. But I got lucky, bro. I got lucky and I made it out of that fucking, um, that stigma or whatever you want to call it that, that they make you believe. I started learning later on in life that I wasn't stupid. The first time I started getting confidence in myself was around seventh grade. So I was a street kid. I was a street, like, put it this way, man. Me and my friends had guns in fourth grade, bro. How do little kids have guns in fourth grade, bro? We were street kids. We, we, we were just out there, bro. We had a park and everything. Not trying to brag or anything, but you're going the wrong direction in life, right? And I was going that wrong direction because at the park we kicked it at, there was a gang there. And right. there's different gangs that are going to recruit you, right? Luckily, I had brothers, though, that were like, hey, make sure you don't fucking ever join a gang. They, they were chin-checking me all the time. Like, hey, don't don't ever, like, you know? But let me let me tell you another place where my life shifted. So what happened there, seventh grade. My, my my friends, these street kids, they're like, hey, there's some kids fucking jumping over a car around the block. We're like, what the fuck? We, we go over there. We run over there. And they're jumping over this car with rollerblades. There was this thing called aggressive inline rollerblading, kind of like skateboarding, but with yeah. rollerblades, doing handrails. We're like, oh, what the fuck? I got some blades. Yeah, I got some blades. So we go get our blades and we tell those guys, they're a little older than us. Like, hey, we want to do it. We want to do it. And then they set up the ramp. Like, like they moved it away from the car. They put in some grass and then I fucking skate it. I jumped that fucking ramp, 
fly and landed on my back, but it was amazing. I just love the high, like, fuck, I just flew, you know? And I became an inline rollerblader. From that, I, I took it pretty, pretty far. I don't know if I sent you any videos on that, but I took it really, really far, man, where I, I even made it to competitions, the competitions like before X Games, like the NIST competition at Venice Beach. Before they had a skate park there, um, by the graffiti pit, once yeah. a year they used to build a skate park, a wooden skate park for competitions. So that's where I competed. And it was something really cool because I started getting a popularity. Like a bunch of little kids that were younger were like, oh, you're Pablo or this and that. And they, they just started giving me attention, you know? They started giving me attention and I started getting a lot of confidence. So I think that's where I started getting a lot of confidence. And then from there, I go to high school. So then when I go to high school, freaking there's girls everywhere, bro. And, and my brothers are promoters. So they actually took me promoting for the first time when I was like in third grade to Montebello High School. They took me promoting with them, passing out flyers. This is in 1993. Passing out flyers. I remember a lot of girls like, oh, you're a promoter. It wasn't for me at that time. But at that time, kids used to be already promoting and uh, promoting and going out like yeah. in elementary. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. The all A scene was gigantic. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. So I, I, I didn't bloom until my freshman year that I started, that I told my brother, you know what? All right, you know, I'm ready to start going out because he had a party crew and stuff. So my brother, my brother told me, okay, this is what you're going to do. Um, instead of you joining my crew, I want you to start your crew. And I want you to get, so this is my freshman year. I'm like about 13 years old. Okay. This is 1998. Okay. Yeah. So my brother tells me, I want you to get all the pretty boys on all the districts that are getting chicks, that are getting bitches. I want you to recruit them into your crew, man. And you guys are going to take over the party scene. And sure enough, that's what I did. I, I got all the pretty boys, all the dudes that were getting chicks. I was getting chicks, not to brag, but it's true. Like, it was just happening. Do you, you still know? get chicks? Not as much as I used to. That's not true. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to, though. Like, I'll get to that later on on the show. Okay. I'm tired of the old me, the womanizer I used to be. You know? It okay. gets old, bro. It yeah. gets really old really fast, bro. And... um Sometimes girls think it's a it's it's a game that I'm playing with them when they tell me, hey, you know what, I'm not I'm not trying to like fuck, you know, they they, they ah this is just game, it's you're spitting game, but it's the truth. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later, but I'm not just trying to fuck around anymore. I could, anyone can fuck like this, anyone, bro. You just go out, it'll happen. I'll get to that. But um, so so we start this crew. My brother hooks me up with um with Boss Entertainment, John Pena. And with Edgar Miranda at International, and and Edgar just started a a, a night a nightlife called uh, Strawberry Sundays, and this is uh, around yeah 1998, my freshman year. So we become a powerhouse. So I have my whole team. Edgar already had a few people going. John already had a few people. There was other promoters involved with this. It was a powerhouse of a team. And if anyone partied in this time frame. If they went like to all age clubs, they went to our clubs because we didn't only do the strawberry Sundays. I'm only name dropping that one because that's one of the biggest ones that we had going on. But we had all age all age clubs going everywhere in the San Gabriel Valley. Oh. And it was a powerhouse, you know, it was a powerhouse. So what happened next, I started finding confidence and shit, I could get women. And honestly, Anyone that's a promoter is just an easy lay because all the girls are just trying to get in. They want to hook up with the main dude. It was just easy. So it just comes with the territory. So I started getting 
confidence because like, damn, you know, I'm this special ed kid still, you know, nobody knows it because one, one way no one picks on you or finds this out about you at a young age because you naturally become a bully. Not, I'm not saying bullying is cool, but I was a bully and, and I understand again, back to how people go to jail and all that stuff. The reason they, they put their guard up is because they don't want people getting their weaknesses. So I had my guard up too because I never wanted people to discover my weakness at that time, you know? So I had my guard up and, um, but I had this confidence like, damn, every fucking bitch in every fucking district wants me. Like straight up. And, and I ran through it, bro. I ran through all these women, bro. Well, girls, because they were all girls. I was a boy too. You They're know? probably watching right now. They're probably watching what's cracking. It's Pablo, Pablo, straight up. So I ran through all these bitches and it was an amazing experience, but I also believe it's a curse at the same time because, because it haunts you with karma. Like it really, really does. And you truly do lose the, the, that one girl that got, you know, you know how they say that, that one girl that got away, it truly happens, man. It truly happens. It happened to me. And I believe I have like gone through karma, bro. Like right now I can't, I can't find a good one, bro. Like I can't, bro. Social media fucked that up, bro. Homie. I always get cheated on that, bro. Like, Damn, like yeah, that? <laughs> straight up, straight up. And one thing I will say, like straight up, is um, now I'm a faithful dude. Before I wanted to be like, oh yeah, I fucked her, yeah, I fucked her too, yeah, I'm fucking her friend too. I was that dude, right? But now I want to be that dude that won't fuck around. Like, damn, th this dude's really faithful, you know? Right. Now I want to be that dude. Like, you know what? I do believe in fairy tale stories, bro. I do. And I want to be that fairy tale story, bro. Oh, oh. And um, so I think um, I think when you go through all those numbers, it haunts you, bro. It haunts you, and you have to fucking go through years before you start getting good karma. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and press pause on that karma real fast. Yeah. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a 10 minute break. Okay. We're gonna come back and we're gonna ask you the question that everybody wants me to ask you. Okay. And uh, we'll give the people what they want. I think they're having a good time right awesome. now. Awesome. So once again, everybody, uh, Rodian Radio episode 52. Can you believe that 52 shows like? Damn, I'm like the hood journalist now. So, um, at least in the city of Wilmington. But once again, Rodian Radio, uh, documentary, you can get the documentary for 20% off with the TRMD20, TRMD20 code. Get a 20% off and watch it and then, uh, tell me if it sucks or if it was good. But other than that, 20 minutes, go get a modelo, slap somebody, text somebody. I'm gonna say it backwards. No, as a matter of fact, slap the shit out of somebody. Okay. Go ahead and do that. Go get some modelo. Take a crap. Come back. And we're going to go ahead and uh, ask my guests um, all the good, juicy stuff that you guys want to know. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody, to Rolling Radio, episode 52. Um, estaba siendo pendejo. So, but without further ado, let's go ahead and get into everything, the questions that everybody wants to know about my special guest on episode 52 on Rolling Radio. My brother, how you doing? Good, good. That's good. It's good. You know, when I booked you, I was really excited for this. And I know people were excited for this. And that's why they're logged on. Today, uh, I should say since, shit, what is today? Wednesday? Yeah, it is Wednesday. It was Wednesday, yeah. yeah. 27th. When, when I posted up the flyer on Monday, people went apeshit on whether it was a DM, whether it was an inbox, whether it was comments on Facebook, Instagram, whether it was on YouTube, uh, my story. People were debating, arguing, who is this, whatever. 
let's jump right back into it. Where or how did you meet SPM? Uh, did he reach out to you? Did you reach out to him? Uh, fill us in and then I'll interject. Cool. So I had leaps and bounds in my life of success and uh, I had crumbled after a breakup that didn't work out. And when that didn't work out, I was making good money. I said, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? Like, I'm not like money is not satisfying me. What the fuck am I going to do with my life? And I said, you know what? I want to be an artist. I always wanted to be an artist, but I never did it because I had reading problems, bro. It's true. To this day, I, I'm still a slow reader. Now I can read, but I'm a slow reader. Hey, don't tell 50 Cent, though, because he's going to be trolling me and shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I said, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to do music. I'm going to be an actor. So I became an actor, started uh, studying right here in Huntington Park. And um, and then eventually there's a good maestro in El Mercadito de Los Angeles, because I also study in Spanish, too. Porque también hablo español. And uh, I'm going to do a lot of Spanish roles. And one time when I was in character, one time I was in a table read. So going to your question of, of how I met SPM. So one time I was in a, in this movie that still hasn't happened called um, Mi Revolución by Danny Boy. He has this book out. It's a really good book. I recommend it. And my character in it was about this kid fighting for his brother's innocence. That was in jail. And when you're in character as an actor, bro, you go deep. You go deep, bro. You go deep. And I thought, is anyone doing this for SPM? And I thought at that very moment, I thought, what happened to SPM? Because I never heard of him anymore. Like, I, I just, I grew up, you could say, you know, I grew up. And honestly, bro, I'm going to be honest, I grew out of rap completely. I wasn't even listening to rap anymore, bro. And to be honest with you, I hardly even listen to rap to this day, bro. If I do, it will be him for um, uh, character development purposes. But I like classical, bro. I like podcasting of positive things that are going to build me as a person, bro. Mm -hmm. To the person I want to be or the light I want to be in this world, bro. You know? So I, I looked into him. I looked into him and I dug deep. I dug really deep. I seen... He was in jail, and I didn't even know. Like, oh, I did know. I did know. that. It got to me, but I didn't know the whole story, you know? So I dug really deep. I even went through the court uh, transcripts. I went through all that, and I really read, read about his case. And I thought, fuck, this, this looks like he got railroaded. Like, that's, that's right away from what I thought, you know? And at this time, I don't know the guy. And I thought, it looks like. You know, there was a plea deal as well, too. He didn't take the plea deal five years. Just a lot of different things, bro. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to reach out to him. I reached out to him. I sent him like a five-page letter, introduced myself, told him a little bit about my life, and um, like try to squeeze in my life, I guess, in, in, in those five pages. And I also mentioned I was an actor, but... I just threw that in, you know, I, it wasn't like the main thing. I just wanted to reach out for him and wanted to see what he's doing for his freedom, I guess you could say. And time passed. Then one day I get a letter, bro. And it was, I was having a horrible day, bro. And then I get a letter. I'm like, what the fuck? To me, it was exciting because I grew up listening to his music. I grew up listening to his music. And I used to hate being Mexican at one point. His, his, I wanted my name to be Paul at one because my name is Pablo. 
I wanted my name to be Paul at one point because I didn't want to be associated with Mexicans at one point. That's just the honest truth. Um, and I think it, it falls down to Miss Patton, bro. I felt she was racist. I, I don't want to throw that race card, you know, but um, I wasn't happy or proud of being Mexican at one point in my life. But when I heard Mexican radio and when I heard all his music, he became my favorite rapper as a kid, you know? And so when I received that letter back from him, it was like, man, I almost want to say it was around Christmas, bro. But it was like the best Christmas gift, I guess you could say, bro, because it was around that time. I opened it up. I was so excited. I remember like I got something to drink just to read it. And it was a very inspirational letter of him giving like, like touching on, on things about that letter. Very inspirational. Um, and he touched on a lot of things that inspired me. And he ended it off with saying, hey, it turns out. I'm looking for an SPM actor. Who knows? Send me a picture or something. I don't remember. And about three years passed, letters back and forth. I think a few phone conversations. The phone conversations took a while before it got to that. First, it started with letters. It got to a point I didn't think nothing was going to happen. I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe nothing's ever going to happen, you know? And then out of here's another bad day one time i was i was at a mechanic in montebello with my car it was not working and suddenly i get a phone call and i don't have no money to pay the mechanic i'm just having a horrible day and i get a phone call and it's him he's like yo i need you on the airplane tomorrow and this is the first phone call no it's not the first phone call okay. i honestly don't remember the first phone call too good it was like i honestly don't but this this is the first time he said hey i, I need you on a plane tomorrow I'm like, oh shit, that, that bad day turned into like, I told my mechanic, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll be back. I don't know when, but I'll be back, you know? Okay. So I jump on the plane. He didn't give me too much detail. He says, for a music video, not too much de detail. Sometimes as an actor, it's good when you don't ask too many questions because you become like a diva, I guess. Like people don't want to work with divas, right? Right. So you got to be easy to work with. So when he says he needs me on a plane, I just said, yeah, you know? He said, this person's going to co contact you from Dope House Records and, um, for your information, I'll see you. Well, he didn't say I'll see you, but but you'll be over here tomorrow. All right, we'll talk. We'll talk then. All right, cool. So I'm on the airplane. I'm on the airplane, and I'm looking out the window, just looking at the view, you know, enjoying it. And at that point, it kind of hit me, like a little fear, I guess you could say. I'm like, what the fuck am I getting into? Like, like a prisoner's, like flying me out. That's what went through my mind. Like someone, like yes, I'm a big fan of him. But someone that's in jail is flying me out. What am I getting into? And as an actor, sometimes it could be a little scary because, like, my first acting job was in Miami for some for something else. And one time, this like this dude, a Samoan dude, picked me up in a white van. I thought I was getting kidnapped, you know. So sometimes you don't know what you're getting into, bro. As an actor, you don't know no one who's you don't know the people picking you up. So at that point, I got a little scared and I prayed, bro. I prayed to God. I'm, I'm I don't know if you know this, but I played Jesus, bro. Yeah. That's one of my favorite acting roles that I played. I grew up my hair, my beard. I lost weight for that role. We we performed it in Mercadito de Los Angeles. They filmed it to the movies of it. There's pictures. But anyways, I prayed. I prayed and I asked God to protect me. And once I was done with that prayer, bro, I looked out the window and I swear to you, bro. I swear to you, bro. It looked like thousands of angels were following me, bro. Thousands of angels were fucking following me to Houston, Texas. This is my first time I'm ever going there, bro. And check this out. I took a picture of that moment. It's on my Instagram. 
On the Instagram, it only looks like one angel, but you can, you can make it out, bro. That picture is on my Instagram. But it looked like thousands. And then at that, at that very moment, bro, because everything I do now, bro, especially since I became an artist, I leave it to God, bro. I let, I let God guide me, bro. And I believe somehow God put me in this position to connect with Carlos Coy, SPM. And that, when I seen that very moment, everything, I just felt comfortable at that very moment. You know? Okay. So you land? I land. His, uh, his nephew picks me up. I, have I met him before? Oh, I didn't meet him. Yeah, I didn't meet him before. He was out here in L.A. They take me to a hotel and, uh, you know, they'd say, you know, get your rest or whatever. We'll pick you up in the morning type of thing, you know. And, um, um, oh, no, my shoot day wasn't until a few days later. They actually connect me with one of his engineers, Payne or Jaime Payne Ortiz. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No. Jaime Payne Ortiz, he's one of, one of his producers he works with and still works with his chief engineer that he works with today. And... Um, so Jaime and his nephew, uh, or his uh, cousin, I mean, picked me up. And um, and so we're, I'm just chilling, and I'm getting a lot of backstory of his life, of who Carlos was and from the from the golden era days, you know? Right. And uh, we're barbecuing, and he tells me he produced. Uh, I was asking him, well, what songs have you done? And he told me a certain, a certain song that was called He's a Bird, He's a Plane. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, because that's actually one of my favorite SPM songs. Actually, it is my favorite SPM song. And I'm just having like one of those aha moments. I'm like, how the fuck am I right here? How the fuck am I right here? I'm about to play SPM, the dude I that made me proud to be a Mexican, the dude I admired growing up. How the fuck am I right here? And the dude that made, that produced the beat for my favorite song, I'm right next to him. He's barbecuing for me right there, treating me really great. How the fuck is this happening? And, and and he flew you out there to be in a video. In a, in a video, it's called "What If It Were You." Okay. So it's out. It's it just passed like I think five million views right now. It's uh -huh. it's out there. You can find it. It's called "What If It Were You," and that's the first time I ever played SPM. Okay. And uh, I had he, a great experience. Did he like it? You know what? I don't think he's able to see like because he's still locked up. Okay. I don't think he's actually able to see like actual video of it. Okay. So what, what was know. the response that you got from the people after you played him? Man, people thought it was him. Really? People thought it was him. Yeah. So the response was really good. Um, people thought it was him. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people thought it was him. Even yeah. I thought it was him when I saw it. Yeah. You know, because everybody always thought, how in the fuck is this guy still recording and doing videos in jail? Yeah. Everybody thought that. Yeah. You know, so he's released, uh, let's see, I think like four or five albums since, man. Yeah. Since he's been locked up. So he's still, he's busy. He has more, more music coming out. And he's mm -hmm. doing a lot of festivals in Houston, like Houston, like okay. the shows I perform at right now are for his birthday parties. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, uh, how long were you out there before you actually come back uh, to LA? <sighs> Maybe a week. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. So you do a week, you come back, and you stay in contact with him? Is that how? Yeah, that we stayed in contact. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now let me ask you this, okay? Because I'm sure people are pretty much dying for me to ask you certain questions. Yeah. Um, you knowing what he was convicted of. Yeah. I'm not going to see here because I didn't see no, you know, court transcripts. I wasn't there. Yeah. All I know is what the news has told us what he was convicted of. Yeah. That's not important right now. But what I do want to ask you is, have you ever got any backlash for playing somebody that was convicted of the charges that 
he was convicted of. There was one little scenario, but for the most part, it's mainly all love. Mainly really? people want pictures. Mainly people want autographs. It's always like that, all love. Really? The only incident I do have, I'm all over LA in the flea markets. That's my my thing, man. I hustle at the flea markets. That's where I sell my CDs and everything, right? And one time this dude, he walks by because I also have a lot of artwork. He goes, ah, oh, fuck SPM. He just got all crazy. <laughs> and and it, it, it wasn't an SPM. It was a picture of me as SPM. Actually, so he goes, oh, fuck that, man. That's me, bro. He goes, oh, well, fuck him. And walks by. And then the next week later, I swear to you, bro, the next week later, everyone seen it. It was like a little, he was loud. My neighbor seen it. The next week, he's walking by with a little speaker, and he's bumping SPM, bro. And I called him out. I'm like, hey, bro, what happened? I thought you said, fuck SPM. Why are you bumping him now? And he goes, ah, you know, fuck him, but I like his music. And that's the only situation I had. But you know, you know what? The reality is, though, let me tell you something, though, bro. First of all, I get nothing but love. There's the the love for SPM is real because w whatever anyone wants to say about him, you can't take away his talent, bro. He is his wordplay, his his music. They're classic, classic albums, bro. And I know there's a lot of a lot of people that could find, you know, that have their point of views that will hate on them, but. People love them. People love them, you know? Mm -hmm. So for the most part, it's nothing but love. How, uh, okay. Uh, before I get into a couple of other questions that I need to ask you. Yeah. Um, you, so you filmed that video. What takes place next? Any other videos? Any other shows? Or so tell me about when you first met him. Uh, how did that happen? So the first time I met him, I went with two of his kids. Carly Coy and uh, Little Los, uh -huh. which they do music now too. They're amazing artists. Check them out whenever you get a chance. How, uh, how long was it for the paperwork to for you to uh, be okay to go? I, I think it was done over the phone out here before it happened to really? get in the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how long before they approved? It was just instant? Can, no, can... it's not that instant, but it felt because by the time I went over there, I was already approved, you know? Okay. So I, I'm from out here. I live in LA, you know? Okay. So... When uh when I went, I went with his two kids, and uh, it was just fun. We we're just all comedy, just chatting. He he had us doing like acting sketches, and it was just we we're just having a good time. Now th th this is the first time you actually see him in person, now, right? Yeah. So how, yeah. how was that moment, bro? It was kind of weird in a way because I feel he looks young in person, bro. In the pictures, I because I there's pictures of him that get out, and I feel he looks older in the pictures. Like, I don't want to say he's not photogenic. That's probably the right. wrong word to use. Uh -huh. But he just looked younger. So I was kind of surprised. I'm like, damn, this fool looks young. Yeah. Johnny, do you have one of those pictures you could bring up? Yes, We're going to go ahead and bring up one of those pictures right now so you guys uh, can see. There you go. One of the pictures that you guys took together. Yeah. And uh, was that the first time you went? That was the first time, yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, what, what was the conversation like when you first picked up that phone or whatnot? I mean, he's a, a comedian. He's okay. a comedian. He's always making you laugh or clowning or, uh -huh. or, or thinking of, of, of the next, the next thing. He's always working. He's mentally always working and there's always something going. He's always busy. He's, he's probably multitasking. Like he, he's juggling so many different things at once of things because things are always coming out, whether it's CDs, whether it's shows. His kids are now doing music as well too. They have like festivals that they're doing. So he's all his mind's always just working and it's always just mainly like there'll be like comedy in between and then right back to business. Okay, so we got this going on and stuff. Okay. And, yeah. and how long was you got to visit? 
that time, you know, I honestly didn't keep track, but it flew by. Okay. It flew by. Okay. And you yeah. got along with them? You guys connected really Yeah, we good? clicked right away. Yeah, it was the cool. Chemistry was there and everything. Yeah, yeah. Dope, dope. And, and did he give you any feedback on possibly what he might have heard from you as far as how you did on those videos? Um, he gets a lot of feedback, you know, and it's hard to really know what is true in his situation. Does okay. that make sense? Like, No, no. I guess what I was saying, did anybody tell him, like, this guy did a great job playing you? You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. If you guys think I did a great job, you guys let him know. <laughs> Straight up. Okay. Now, um, after you guys said goodbye, whatever, whatnot, uh, what takes place next? You did one video. What happens next? So he's in the process of, of writing, finishing his script, which he's been on it for a while already. Um, he wants to do the film. He wants to do the movie. And in between, we have done like concerts for his festivals where I come out as him. Right. I don't want to get to that yet. Okay. Talk about his film. Okay, so he's working on a screenplay, uh -huh. and the idea is for me to play him. And I say that's the idea because in in, in this business, things are subject to change any day. Of course. You know, like, hey, what if he does it six years from now and I don't look the same, you know? So of course, I'm going with the flow. I believe I, I, I go where God takes me, bro. And if if it's for me, God will have it for me. If it's not, then God will move it away from me, bro, yeah. and I won't get hurt. I mean, I get a little hurt, actually, but, <laughs> but hey, you know what? I know that... Everything happens for me, not to me. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so yeah, he's working on the on the film, and I know he's gonna do it. and And the plan is for me to play him, whether I play him or not. I'm gonna support the film, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, when he asked you to perform for him at, at this festival, if I'm yeah. correct, because I asked you at the beginning of the show, yeah, when was your last show? You said in October. Yeah. Was that the first time you performed? No, no, okay. it was a few years back. Okay, now and the first time actually it didn't go quite smooth, so I didn't perform. So I, I got a little butthurt, like fuck, it's never gonna happen. Why? What happened? Um, I don't remember exactly. I was doing autographs at the booth, and, and I was supposed to go up with uh with Carly and Baby Bash. Okay, and uh, I don't know. Next thing, it just didn't happen, and. And I, I honestly got a little butter. I'm like, fuck, I wanted to go. You know, okay. like, this is my moment. And uh, he told me, ah, for the next one. And I thought, fuck, when's going to be the next one, you know? Okay. Now, when you were signing autographs, did people think it was it was him? Oh, well, I tell people that I'm an actor, you know? Okay. Yeah. I'm an, At this time, I'm not even doing music yet. Music is okay. after. So I tell people I'm an actor. And because uh, I also sell my Jesus pictures. Right. So on my on my booth, I have my Jesus pictures or other characters that I done. Cantinflas también. Cantinflas. I didn't play Cantinflas. That was actually because I wanted to play him in the um, in the movie that came out. So I did a photo shoot of how I looked like him, and because I I wanted to get the job, I didn't get the job. And to add a twist to that, bro, I'm actually a long distance relation relative to him, bro. But it's so long distance that I couldn't make the connection happen, even though I tried with the long distance relatives. It just didn't happen, but you never know. Maybe in a future time, I could play him in a okay. different film by someone okay. else. Yeah. Now, um, but back to that. So I sell my Jesus pictures. I sell the Cantiflas pictures. I sell the SPM pictures. Right. And also other stuff like when I play. I have a whole everything I ever played. I have a whole picture there for to sign and sell them. You know. Right. And uh, so people know because they see all these pictures. They're like, "What? What's Jesus doing here? What's this?" They're like, "What?" The? And all those pictures look different, bro. You're like a damn chameleon. They, they bro. don't know it's the same guy. When I when I played Jesus, bro, I grew up my hair and beard. I dedicated a whole year to growing my hair and beard. I was running six miles a day, and that was a very powerful role, right there, bro. And let me tell you why. 
because I thought I was the worst person to play Jesus, bro. Mm -hmm. I thought like with womanizing as a kid and all that bullshit I've done, you know, bro. I thought I was the worst person, bro. And my my teacher thought I was perfect for it. And it, it was the, the best thing that could have ever happened to me, bro, because I learned that even people like me are forgiven. Yeah, I learned that I learned while I'm getting into character and going over the lines. It was in Spanish. I learned that someone like me is forgiven. And I didn't know that, bro. And the best, my favorite line, bro, from when I played Jesus was no who's gays, sino que eres ser juzgado. Don't judge unless you want to be judged. The reason being because I think we're at a time, especially now, where people are quick to judge about anything. Oh, you're a Democrat. Oh, you're a re Republican. Oh, you're this. Oh, you support that or this and that. People just judge and throw stones at you, you know? And even me, sometimes I'm human. I sometimes want to judge. And when I'm about to, I bite my lip and I tell myself, no, who's gay? Si no quiere ser juzgado. Mm. Okay. And, and the reality is, it's the truth, man. How could I judge anyone, bro, if I don't know anything about their backstory about anything? Right. Okay. So I, I use I use that line to my life right now, man. Okay. With little time we have left before we go to break, um, when you perform at this festival, I saw that they had your head covered. Yeah. And you were like in this prison jumpsuit, this white prison jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, did anybody know you were going up there? Uh, as far did, as other than your team, if you will, that... Um, well, well, Baby Bash just figured it out that day. They told Bash, hey, uh, um, you're going to perform with Pablo or blah, blah, you know? Uh -huh. And he was just tripping out like, what the fuck? Uh, SPM. He was tripping out like, like what the fuck? He right. started like Instagramming like, damn, this motherfucker looks like fucking okay. Carlos, you know? And um, to me, it was a trip. Oh, check this out. <laughs> Here's another trip. Because I don't I, like when SPM hires me, I, it's it's all his rules, bro. It's all like, this is what you're going to do. He writes it all out or, have you know? It's all play by play, you know? And the chose he the, the song he chose me to perform was He's a Bird, He's a Plane, bro. My fucking favorite song. Oh. So back to that aha moment, I'm about to perform the song I used to listen to as a kid in my fucking sound system in high school. Right. What the fuck? Right. I'm fucking tripping out in that moment. But you know what? I was ready for that moment, bro. I was ready for that moment. I went to the motherfucking edge of that stage, bro. I was ready for that. It was like a... a a pit bull you just unleashed, bro. <laughs> That's what it felt like, bro. Now, they take that thing off your head. Yeah. Pretty much to unveil you. Yeah. How was the response? The the roar of a cr that crowd was unbelievable and magical, bro. Unbelievable and magical. Keep in mind, they don't know it's it's me. They, right. th they think it's Carlos, bro. They think it's SPM. Right. Man, you could hear girls crying. You could hear everything. So this was in back of the dope house building. It's filled up to the max. And behind the building, there's train tracks. Dudes rolled up in their in their in their cars to the train tracks. They're standing on top of their their cars. And behind that, there's building. There's people on top of buildings. Like people were getting in property they weren't supposed to just to watch the show from out outside. The view was just amazing. Wow! It was a magical moment. And you know what, man? Like me as an artist, bro, I still have a long way to go in my journey. Yes. I still have a long way to go in my journey. But that day, I felt what it was like, bro. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, of course. I felt what it was like to be in someone's shoes, bro. Right. That moment. Now, uh, did you just perform one song? No, we also did Wiggy Wiggy. Okay. And how? With, was with Bash and, and his daughter Carly. There's So there's a remix version with uh, 
with uh with Carly Coy and uh and Baby Bash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And this was in Houston. This was in Houston, Texas, okay. at, at Dope House Records. They have a warehouse out there. Okay. Um, now you go off stage. People want pictures, autographs, or what takes place after that? No, to be honest, which well, yeah, I did come out for a while. I didn't honestly go into the crowd that day, which sometimes I regretted. I wish I would have. Um, I because they had a, a VIP section. Okay. And you know what, bro? I don't like to be fancy. I like to be with the public, bro. And that day, I don't know. I don't know if I, I felt claustrophobic. I don't know what I felt, bro. But I I didn't really go out with the crowd that much at the last festivals. Yeah, I'm with every. I'm hugging with everyone and shit. You know. Okay. But the first time, I wish I would have been in the crowd with the people. How, how many times have you performed? So, there was. It's actually only a total of three, no, four times. Wow. Four times. Actually, there was the time before that I completely forgot about that. But it was it was kind of a smaller event. Okay. Yeah. So wow. it was a smaller event. Then it was that one where they did the mask. Then it was, um, there was one that they did. I forgot the name of the location. But they had a Trade the Truth, I think, close out mm -hmm. the show. And then they had uh, the last festival this last October, uh -huh. um, which was also an amazing event, too. They had two stages there. Uh -huh. And... Uh, it was a, this one was an outdoor event, a day event this time. Yeah. So they had food trucks. They had the whole city was out there. They had low riders. They had everything, oh. man. Oh, you know what? You know what's you... cool about Houston, man? What's that? Because I'm from LA, bro. Right. So I know the racial tension out here, you know? Yes. It's hard for Mexicans and blacks to unite out here. It is. It's just it, a thing out it, here, bro. It is. E even though I have to say this. You, yours is a different situation, but yeah. Uh, even though I like to preach black and brown unity i, I agree uh, will I agree. it ever happen all i can say is i hope so yeah is i hope so because you know what people always like to say what race are you what race are you? for me there's only one race and that's the human race yeah okay so i like to see all i like to try to see all of us as one but we need more people like i think like me out in houston i realized that everyone's more united bro everyone's more united i was surprised when when blacks and white people wanted to take pictures with me bro to me that was a shocker like I want to take a picture with a Mexican because the reality is, bro, to all you rappers out there, nobody wants to take a picture with us out here. Nobody wants to take a picture with us, bro. Like they don't mm -hmm. out here in L.A. They don't care about they don't care. Maybe because it's Hollywood out here. I don't know. Probably but people don't pe people don't know who the like Mexican artists out, out here, bro. They're not showing love out here. And over there, bro, they, they show you love, bro. Right. They right. give you a chance. Right. Well, you know what? Hopefully with platforms like this. Things will change and we'll create a voice for ourselves. And you know what? I, I commend you. I commend you so much, bro, for having this platform because it opens up a door for you to give back to this world. When you leave this world, you're, you're going to be able to leave something where you opened up a way for people to promote themselves, to give back. You're giving back to artists, bro. And I hope that one of my main goals in life is to give back, bro. It, it shouldn't be about me, me, me. Right. Let's parade for me. Not nah, fuck that. I want to be in a situation where I could put people on, bro. And that's what you're doing right now. This platform is putting people on, bro. Thank you. Awesome. Thank. Well, first of all, let me let me just thank everybody who's tuned in, is watched, who's watching right now. Because without them, if one person logs in, I'm just skyping one person. So let me thank everybody who's watching and who's logged in and subscribed. Uh, uh, and I want to encourage everybody to continue to subscribe because I I like to give people a voice. And to me, it doesn't matter whether you're black, white. Filipino, Samoan, or whatever. I know somebody asked me, is this a, this just a Chicano podcast? No. Okay. I want to give everyone a voice, but I will say this, that the majority of the people that 
uh, uh, as of lately, or pretty much, I've only done like 52 shows. This is my 52nd show. Have been a lot of Chicanos. And I love the voice that's being created out of here for us. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I want to welcome everybody, man. Yeah, I of course. I want to welcome everybody. And, and I'll tell you why. Because this podcast emulates Steve's Rhodium Swamp Me Stand, where everybody of all different nationalities bought music and came there. It was because yeah. of a Japanese man that my life changed. Wow, yeah. You, you know. know what I'm saying? That's amazing. I, I mean, everything when it came from music, I learned from black folks. Yeah. You know, I, I did. I, I don't ever deny that. I would be in the studio with all black artists. And many of them never saw me as a non-black person. That's awesome. So that's yeah. why I like to preach black and brown unity. I know sometimes some people get upset. You need more. You need this. You need that. Slow down. I only. I'm, this is only my fifty-second show. So yeah, and no, I'm with it. I'm with the unity, so, man. I think it's important. I seen. I seen how it is when when you get out of this LA bubble, you see the difference, bro. Because it's different everywhere, bro. Yeah, we well, think it's the same everywhere, but it's not. Uh, and I agree with you because my only experience of Houston was all throughout the nineties. I've been to Houston, uh, I've, I've been all through Texas, but Houston probably the most, I would probably say maybe about nine times, eight or nine times, but it was all throughout the 90s, not now, yeah. you know, so I know things have changed. But you know what, uh, we're going go to go ahead and take a break, I'm going to go ahead and start drinking, and I'm going to go ahead and start asking uh, goofy-ass questions, but uh, I have a lot more questions for you, okay? Okay, cool. Okay, so once again, everybody, I'm going to go get me a uh, Michelada mix for my boy Blasto, and uh, let me go ahead and give my boy a shout out for um, Fashion Town. Uh, in the city of Carson, he blessed me with his Wilmington hat. I think I'm wearing it. Yeah, Wilmington hat. And um, look, I haven't even started drinking. But you know what? I, I want to thank everybody who has logged in and who has subscribed and has left goofy and positive uh, comments. Okay? You guys are fucking hilarious. I love you guys. So make sure you call somebody, go to the mirror in the bathroom, and slap the shit out of yourself. Okay, grab something to drink, come back and join us, and we're going to continue talking to Pablo. Pablo in the building. Pablo yeah. Nunez. Pablo cool. Nunez. Be about it. All right, brother. Welcome back, everyone, to Rhodium Radio, episode 52. Okay. Uh, I fixed myself a Michelada for mini Micheladas. Uh, much love, much respect to my boy Blasto for blessing me. Hey, bro, this bottle's almost empty. I'm going to need some more. Next time, bring a case, homie. Okay. Mendes, Mendes. Anyways, I was reading some of the comments and they're hilarious as hell. Some dude said, interview La Llorona. I would if that bitch would stop crying. She won't let me talk. Okay, and then another guy said, interview R. Kelly. You know what? Have him contact me. Another guy said, Ramon Ayala. No problem. He could leave his accordion at home. Uh, another guy said, uh, Rico Suave. And um, somebody said, get Charles Manson. He died. Anyways, let me enjoy my drink. And I got some more questions for my friend. Okay. So uh, let's make sure that we can see his poster back there, Johnny. Yeah, it's on there. Mm. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up as far as um, SPM. I had a couple of more questions. When is the last time you talked to him or seen him? I just seen him um, November. Okay, November. How, how did that go? So I was out there for a car show, and uh, I decided just to drop by the prison. Actually, I'm not even on the list no more. So mm. that was very magical as well, too, because um, I made a call. I called the warden, and... I did my my Pablo time charming, I guess you could say, you know, and I didn't take no for an answer. And um, and he was surprised when he seen me because he already had a visit and he told me in his 17 years that he's been there that no one has ever got in like that. You know? Wow. Yeah. So it was amazing conversations again, you know, uh -huh. um, 
time just flies by. There's okay. just so much talking about life. You know, it, it goes very off topic because we also talk about just how are you doing? You know, we, right. were, we talked about health. We talked about books. Right. I just sent him uh, The Secret not too long ago. Okay. So he read that one. Uh, which other one uh, is he on? Send him some other ones too. I forgot the name of them. I think The Richest Man in Babylon or I forgot you know, which one. Now that you bring up that you were taken off the list, wh wh why do you think you... That ha how well, it's because um, you, you could only have a certain amount of people on the list. Oh, I see. Family so, usually comes first. Yeah, of course. Okay. And his kids are are very active in the music now. So, like, they're always in and out. They're, the producers, all his circle needs to be involved to get in with him and all that stuff, you know? Okay. So, I, I don't want to say that I'm not important, but I'm not priority right now, you know? Cool. So, that's for okay. sure, yeah. I get it. And... um since November, have you spoken to him at all on the phone or anything? I'm trying to think right now. Uh -huh. I'm not sure if I have, bro. Okay. Now, uh, w when is he up for parole? Uh, I believe 2024. 2024. Yeah. Uh, you think he's going to get out? I think so. I really believe so. Okay. You know, I really believe so. And, uh, yeah, all we could do is be positive. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when he when he gets out, does he ever talk about possibly doing music again? Uh, he's uh, doing music right now. Okay. He's doing music right now. It's, now, when you say he's doing music, yeah, he's not rapping from jail, is he? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to say I don't know to that. Okay. You know? okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of actually leaves a lot of blanks. Like, what the hell? Um, I don't know how he makes his music. And, and if I did, I don't think I could even say it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So We'll, we'll yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. Um. So, obviously, when he gets out, he's still, he's still going to perform or rap oh definitely anything yeah. as far as uh that movie's concerned does he plan to do that when he gets out or why he's in you there? know what me as an actor i'm gonna be honest with you i would rather if 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 everything goes as planned and i play him if if that's what ends up happening right i would prefer him to be out me personally okay you know because there's going to be a lot of char character development and um speaking like him just everything bro walking like him flinching like him Although I already picked up a lot of those characterizing those, a lot of features, but right. there's still a lot more because if this does happen and if I get the opportunity, I would want to make sure to get an Oscar for acting, bro. <laughs> I'm being straight up. I want to say, man, this motherfucker became the guy, you know? So, so I would want him out for me to, and not only that, him overseeing everything I, I think is very important because um, in, in his situation, there's a lot of delays. Right. And I want him to say he loves it or he doesn't like, Hey, you know, let's reshoot this or something like that. So right. I think it would be better that way, me personally. Okay. Now, let me ask you one last thing about his situation. Uh, and I'm sure, and I'm asking questions from a fan's perspective, yeah. what they would want to ask you, because obviously you've been in contact with him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know out here, Yeah. at least that I know of, through social media. That's through the way social I, media. Through social media. There's, uh, I don't even want to use the word anger, but more like hate. For yeah. what he was convicted of, okay. Yeah. Uh, whether that plays out, you know, in real life, I don't know because, like you said, there was a guy that said "fuck him," but yet he was bumping his music. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of closet fans. There's a lot of closet fans. Bro. Okay. Yeah. But because it's not popular to support, possibly what he was, well, what he was convicted Pe of. People follow the herd, bro. And if there's one person saying it, they don't want to be that one person. On the contrary, but I'm gonna tell you something, bro. My main business is in the free flea markets all over LA, bro, to IE, to Riverside. Nothing but love, bro, and people wanting autographs, bro. 
Okay. So this is LA people nonstop, bro. Okay. And I'm sure on the comment section, there's going to be people saying, oh, I met him at this Swami or I met him at that Swami. Right. People meet me at the Swami and it's nothing but love. It, right. it, it turns into like, I appreciate that moment, but it turns into them telling me how they got introduced to uh, their music. And it's at the point where, fuck, I need to hustle too. You know, I got to right. like, hear this whole story. But, but I do appreciate the love when people are telling me how they got inspired because most people, Got inspired a similar way like me. Okay. They they became proud of being Mexican a similar way. It's, you know, SPM music, I would say for his fan base, is like a band-aid. He's like our band-aid, bro. For, he somehow is able to speak through similar pains that we went through from our fathers leaving, from having that one bike with one pedal or that toy with no batteries. Bro, that happened to us, bro. Not only me, that happened to a lot of us watching right here, bro. People build on affinity. If you can relate to something, bro, like I'm going to be honest with you right now, when you were telling me about sports, I'm like, fuck, that's not good because I don't like sports. Right. And I want to have a connection with you. People connect with when they have right. something in common, you know, and that's what he does in his music. Okay. People could relate to it. Well, you, that's well, what affinity means. People could connect with his music. Let me finish my question. Yeah. What I was saying, because again, through social media, people... At least out here in LA, some despise him. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess the second part, well, to end my question is this. Since you've gone to Houston, have you came across any people that feel the same way that Nope. So it's all love. Man, I went into a salon, bro. Not 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 a barber shop, bro. A salon of beautiful women. And they all said, Hey, you kind of look like him. I'm like, what the fuck? They all knew who he was, first of all. Did you fuck any of them? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I'm not like that no more, bro. Okay. So check this out. I had to ask. I don't, I don't take advantage of my powers no more, bro. I, but bro, that's karma, bro. That's karma. Check this out. What's called? When they told me that, I'm like, wow. I'm like, well, you're in for a treat. I'm actually in town for so-and-so reason. I'm here because he brought me. And this was actually in San Antonio, actually. Right. And they're like, what? Bro, the thing that's trippy over, like, over there... You could you could see a beautiful girl that's not into like gangster rap in LA and she won't know who a Mexican rapper is, but she'll know who Tupac is. You could go to anywhere in Texas, bro, and you could see a, a really pretty girl that's not into rap, bro, that's you know, a nice school girl, college girl, and she will know who SPM is, like if he's the Tupac over there, bro. And he is a Tupac over there. In my personal opinion, uh, there's gonna be a lot of conflict on this, bro. In my personal opinion, he's better than Tupac, bro. That's what I think. Okay. And I think a lot of people will agree, bro. You know, a lot of people will also hate, though. Well, you know, right now that the comments probably went fucking buck wild yeah. because you just said that. It's the truth. Okay. It's probably going to be a target on your back. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'll pray for you. Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, you know what? <laughs> anyway, I had to ask you if there was, have you ever experienced I wasn't any... a Tupac fan, by the way, bro. Uh, I too guess... short. It's all about too short, bro. Hey, hey. Too you, short, you man. Know, but who? They're both too pop, too short. I get it. Yeah. So my, my favorite rappers, too short, uh, SPM, too short, and Eminem, bro. Okay. Yeah. And, you, and let me ask you this: Do you think that SPM is better than Too Short and Eminem? <sighs> Man, I, I put them in the tripod, bro. Okay. Because they're 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 good in different ways. Mm -hmm. I pimped it a lot as a kid, bro. So that's why I love Too Short, bro. Like I was only fourteen when I first got my dick sucked. Like, maybe that was horrible music I should have been listening to at that age. Because 
that's the problem with rap. They're, they become affirmations. Right. So naturally, you're singing along, and it becomes a true story. That okay. should just fucking happen. Next thing you're fucking pimping bitches like too short. Can, can, can you do his voice? Who? Because uh, uh, I know you, you you act. Yeah. Have you got his voice down? SPMs? Yeah. I don't think I got his voice down yet. Nah. And you, I don't want to attempt it yet, bro. Come on, man. I'll leave that for the movie, bro. Give us a little bit. Nah, I'll leave that for okay, the movie. Okay, this guy's not leaving. I'll, I'll give you a Vicente bit, okay. voice, bro. I'll do that. Nah. We're not asking for Vicente. Nah. Nah, I, okay. won't do that. I won't do that, bro. So, anyways. So, I'm going to call Some you. people actually say I, I sound like him. Which I don't. Well, I don't right now, when you started rapping, you did. I, I don't think I do, though. I don't think I do. Like, okay. I don't think I do. People say I try to sound like him. I'm like, bro, I'm just sounding like myself. Oh, like, what the fuck okay. are you talking about? All right. I'm going to call you SP Not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm on play, bro. So, but um, I, I thought you did sound like him, but it's all good, man. Now, um, but but then again, the question yeah. was, did you ever experience any hate towards him uh, in Houston? Obviously, it's not. You said it's all love. All it's love. All love. Yeah. And I will say that yeah, people volunteer their... There are things to me out there, bro. Cars, security. They volunteer their businesses, anything I need, bro. Hey, you need a hotel? People volunteer everything, bro. Hey, oh. I'll take care of you, Lalfiti. Let's hang out. It's weird. Wow. That's yeah. dope, man. Well, you know what? Hey, uh, are you going to continue to perform for him? I'm pretty much on a on-call base. Okay. So if he needs me, then yeah, of course. The answer is yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, my goal is to play him in the movie, you know? Dope, dope. So, right. But right. I will say, bro, I will say this part. I do want to grow out my hair again. So that's the only conflict I have, you know? Okay. Because one of my goals is to play Jesus again. I actually want to play Jesus in my mom's hometown in San Miguel El Alto. It's a beautiful old school Spanish style building and they do it for Semana Santa. And I want to play Jesus again like never before better than those Jesus pictures that you've seen. I want to get in character better than before my hair longer. And I want to go through pain, bro. Um, like on that play, bro, they were hitting me hard. But I want to go through worse pain, bro. I want to go through that experience. Right. It's just something that I want to do, you know. And and I'm gonna be honest with you, jobs like that don't pay nothing. But it's something that mm -hmm. I want to do, my personal goal. And so I want to grow my hair up. That's the only conflict I have, you know. Okay. That's good. But man. besides that, yeah, of course I want. I I said it. I want to win an Oscar for playing SPM, bro. That's so, dope. Yeah, that'll work, man. Um, other than that. Um, Talk to us about your music because you're working on music. We okay. talked earlier today. So okay. you were working on some music. I think you were mixing some music. Yeah. So, so fill us all in on what you're doing. So I never became an actor or a music artist because I couldn't read, write, or spell. That's why. I never did it, bro. I used to freestyle the kid, bro, since, you know, walking home from school every day, uh -huh. bro. Our, our high school lunch room ciphers, everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always knew how to freestyle. The first time I got in the mic was at my home in Peanuts house. He's the one that introduced me to SPM music, too. Yes. And I, he recorded me. I just fucking, from beginning to end, I just record. I still have that recording, but I never took it serious. Now that I got involved with SPM, he actually told me, hey, you know what? You should consider rapping. And he, he planted that seed, you know? And, and honestly, bro, I didn't want to, especially at my age. I feel it's more like for little kids, bro. And that's another reason why I haven't done music videos yet, I think. I don't mind playing SPM or as an actor, but I don't see myself rapping in, in my own music video, bro. I prefer to get an actor to play me, bro. Okay. Like, I just feel like I enjoy making music, but I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it, bro. I just didn't see myself becoming a rapper. But he told me you should consider being a rapper. And he pushed that on me a few times. And uh, he never signed me or anything, but he did say, hey, I would eventually want you to become an artist of mine, you know? So you should consider it. And then one time, too, he, like on a two-hour two hour conversation, he wanted to talk to me only about making beats, and how easy it is. And he wasn't going to get off the phone until it clicked. 
And he was telling me how when he made his music, how the words would just write themselves. And he told me, man, you just got to start playing with the with, with the keys, you know? And he told me, like, for example, when I did Bloody War, dun, 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 dun. so he told me, I, I did that, that sound, then suddenly I, I started hearing the words. They came to me, they want to go to Bloody War. So he was explaining that to me, and he goes, it's actually really simple to make beats. He was convincing me for two hours that it's simple, and I'm just like, fuck, like, you know, like, all right, or like, is it? Like, that That just seems hard. I don't even have nothing. How am I going to do this? Right. You had no equipment, no nothing. Nothing. When we hanged up, I produced my first beat on my iPad, bro. Really? On my iPad. That day, bro, by nighttime, I produced my first beat, and it's on my album, Pablo the First. It's a Spanish song, because my, my, my music's both in English and Spanish. Okay. And it's a song called El Que Nunca Riesga. Okay, explain that. El que nunca riesga means uh, whoever doesn't risk. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that one's more like a love story. Okay. Yeah. So my, my music is very diverse. It has rapping, a little bit like singing, rapping. I wouldn't say too much singing. I love to sing. Mm -hmm. I really don't feature my singing too much in this album because it's more like, I guess, the hip hop world, you know? Okay. But my goal eventually is to, I love singing mariachi. Okay. So if if, if I could get in a position where... Eventually, I upgrade from this, which I'm working on my second album right now. That's what I'm working on, the Unstoppable okay. album. So I released this one last year, Pablo the First. I released it, and um, eventually, I would like to make a transition to where maybe I could sing, like, beautiful music. Okay. Like mariachi. I love all that stuff. Panty dropping music, bro. Like mariachi, bro. Like, panty dropping music. That's panty dropping music, bro. Fucking serenata, bro. Not that I'm trying to do that shit anymore, bro, but I think it's just beautiful and romantic. But you, you love know? to see panties drop. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I I talked to an R and B artist one time. I won't mention his name, but he said one time he performed here at the Great Western Forum, and he said that by the time his concert was over, there must have been about over a hundred panties on the stage. Fuck. Yeah, panties. Yeah, like women I'm gonna just... be honest with you though. Like, here's another conflict I have with me, me being an artist. Uh -huh. Like, I don't. I know this is gonna sound horrible, but. I don't want to be at shows all the time, bro, because I was a promoter for most of my life in mm -hmm. the nightlife industry, you know? I did entertainment, you know? Thousands of people. Yeah. And I could see myself making music. Okay. Like, my goal is to live in a ranch, bro. I love animals. I like, you know, I like, I like plants. I like plants, trees, all that stuff. I grow avocados. In a ranch? And that's my goal, to live in a ranch. Okay. And uh, I just want to be in my own place making music and just being in the digital world somehow, bro. Okay. And, and like I said, maybe for my music, hiring an actor to play me, bro. I know that sounds weird, but like, I don't want to be out there every weekend, bro. That's one thing I do know, bro. You know, right. there's been little offers for me to go perform, bro, but to me, they're just not worth it, bro. Uh, is it is it safe to say because you're burnt out? I think I'm burnt out. Okay. <laughs> I burnt The night, because I was a promoter, bro. I'm already burnt right. out from the nightlife. and. Yeah. I enjoy making music, though. I, I can't I can't deny that. Now, did you enjoy uh, performing as SPM? I did enjoy that. That was an acting job. So it's different. Okay. It's different, you know? Did it ever get you laid? I didn't take advantage of it. No, no. <laughs> no, honestly, there's there's bait all the time. Right. Of course, like, when you're in a certain position, you could take advantage of your position. Right. But look, I'm telling you, bro, like... When I go out on dates now, they think it's game when I say, like, like hey, like, straight up, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Like, we're not going to fuck. They think it's all game. They think, like, oh, this, this, that's part of his game. This motherfucker is going to try to slide in later, you know? Now, has anybody ever accused you? This guy must be gay. 
Nah, nah. Okay, so you nah. just want to take it one step at a time. You want to be Look, a gentleman. I want to meet a girl <laughs> that I can marry, bro, as, as you know, I, I'm tired, bro. Everybody hit him up. Put up his Instagram, Johnny. <laughs> hit him up. up, okay? Hit him up. We're going to do, uh, uh, what is that show? American Bachelor <laughs> or what the fuck is it called, Johnny? Yeah, I'm going to get clowning right now. Yeah, but we're going to nah, do the but, hood uh, bachelor. I'm just we're tired gonna, of it. We're going to bring a bunch look, of skunkas. But look, go ahead. in your life, like, I'm not trying to brag or anything, bro, but when you go through so many, bro, when you go through so many in your life, bro, not even sex satisfies you no more. Does that make sense? Okay. No, but yes. <laughs> bro, I'm trying to find a special connection. That's what I want. That's what I want. And um, and the only way you could build that connection is without sex, bro. That's good. That's man. the truth, bro. Any, any kids yet? No, any kids, kids? no, no kids. kids. No kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, bro. Yes, sir. So what are you going to do, bro? As far as? Like, right now, bro, you got the whole podcast thing. Like, people know a little bit about you, bro, but are you making music right now, or what's going on with you, bro? Like, like, what, are, is there a comeback, bro, like, where you're going to come and just take over, bro? What's going on with you, bro? I want to know. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Now, now let me say this, and I'm glad you asked me that. Yeah. I, I'm glad, because nobody really dares to ask me anything when they come. And uh, let me say this. Um I'm going to put you at the top of the list because I'm looking for someone to interview me on my show. Yeah. I want to sit over there. Okay. And have somebody interview me here and really dig. Okay. Okay. Um, I took time away from the music industry. I want to say from 2007 to like 2017, almost 10 years. So within those 10 years, I really missed a lot of music, a lot of new artists that came out. Yeah. So I don't know uh, when people might mention a certain rapper. I'm like, no. And I'll tell you why, because I pressed mute on music for 10 years. I did. Wow. And, and I, I raised my kids. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a father. Which, I which I, again, I commend you for that, bro. That's you. beautiful, bro. Thank you. That is beautiful. Like, like. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of dads out there, but I wanted to be a father. I wanted to father my children. Yeah. Okay. And instill in them something good, something precious, something they'll always remember, uh, uh, you know, that I spend good quality time with them. And I believe that I have done a good job. Okay. Yeah. Uh, none of my kids are complaining. I love them all. And I, and one thing about me, I tell my kids, I love them all the time. Even now that they're older from 29 to 25 to 23 to 20 years old. Yeah. I still tell them, is important. Yes. I still tell them I love them. I hug them. My daughters, I love them and I hug them. I, I love them and hug them because I want somebody that one day they're going to marry that treat them the way I did. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll be able to say, okay, you know what? Uh, that's a good, uh, uh, I did a good thing. Okay. Yeah. But now as far as music is concerned, uh, technology advanced so, so fast that music or production equipment got so cheap that anybody can outdo their beats. Okay. That what I would charge back then, I yeah. can't charge now. Yeah. Today you got guys that want, they want to pay $25 for a beat. And that's fucking unheard of. That's fucking like chicle gum, you know, uh, uh, money. You know what I'm saying? That's gas money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, like, I was charging in the thousands back then. Yeah. Now, wow. again, different time. I understand that. Yeah. But when I get guys that, hey, man, when are you going to come back, produce for me? Uh, um, and I got 50 bucks a beat. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's my bill whenever I go get some mariscos. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. that's probably the only thing that's holding me back. But if I do come back, I will say this. It isn't for money. It's because I just love music. What do you want to do with it, though? Uh, I want to produce. Since, since I'm not a rapper, yeah. people have always said, oh, you fell off. I never felt, and I'm just being honest with you, I never felt I fell in. Mm. Okay? I'm being real with you. I never yeah. felt I fell in. 
my thing is this, that I, with my music, uh, people have always told me, your music was so good, you could barely find a rapper that can keep up with your beats. Okay. Yeah. Now, that's what people told me. I never said that about myself. Okay. Um, but I would like to come back and produce. I told Kujo, I interviewed him a couple I of days ago. I see that interview. You said something that when you make music, you want to make a hit like a single. Yes. Like each, each, each project you get into. Right. And that really caught my ear because I'm like... I'm like, all right, like, what's he looking yes. to do? And and I want to see, I want to see that. I want to hold right. you accountable as a friend. Right. Like, hey, like, get on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's artists out there that I, that I would like to work with. And I'll be honest with you, there's an artist that I should have worked with in the 90s because I met him in the 90s, my boy uh, Night Owl from San Diego. Uh, I was supposed to, supposed to produce some stuff for him, but we never really got a, a chance to chill. There was never any social media back then for us to stay in contact. I don't even know if we even had email back then, but we never yeah. built that chemistry with that vibe where, we, where I could produce stuff for him. Yeah. I would like to do stuff for him now uh, with my boy Little One, uh, Shadow. There's a lot of rappers at Cujo. There's a lot of rappers that I want to work with, even so. guys like Misfit, uh, uh, Bozo, which I think are fucking dope. But I will say this. And, and kind of closing what I'm saying, because I don't want to take up your whole time. My thing is this. I would rather now direct than produce. Mu music will always be a part of what I do, but I love directing, man. Yeah. I love directing. And I'm glad you asked that because I have to say this, and I'll announce it at the very end. We're going to start a GoFundMe page. Okay. okay? Because uh, me and my boy John and my team... We're going to be doing a Chicano rap documentary. We started filming a while back, but we had to stop because of budget problems. Nobody wants to work for free. So yeah. uh, we're going to offer people certain things uh, on and as an incentive to uh, donating to our GoFundMe for this Chicano rap. Um, nobody's paying attention to us as a people. Yeah. So we're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I would rather direct, produce, produce, direct. It goes hand in hand. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah. No. Interesting. Okay. I think a lot of people here want to know what you're doing next. <laughs> no, seriously, because because I'm a fan of your show, so I watch your show. So, like, these are, like, questions I have when I'm watching the show. I'm like, what's next, okay. you know? Yeah. And actually, I think, again, like, like to go back to what I was saying, I think this is a good platform that you're building right now because not only is it – it's a win-win, bro. I think life is about win-win. Some people just want it about them. Right now, you have something where you win, the artist wins that you bring to the foundation to the platform here. Yeah, and you give back. You're giving back. This is good karma for you. There's a lot of great stuff that are gonna open up for a lot of different people here. Mm -hmm. There might be an artist you have on this show that someone sees that they want to work with, whether it's an actor or a music artist. They might right. want them in their film or in the record. Right. So right. you're definitely doing big things, man. Or who knows? Maybe the investor's watching this right now. And he's gonna call you tomorrow and say, "Hey, I'll fund it tomorrow." You hey, know? Hopefully, because you know what, I was thinking about becoming a male exotic dancer because there i have go. the stomach wave packed down there you go. but i'm getting older you know what i'm saying i don't feel like wearing g-string so i threw that out <laughs> but yeah anyways yeah. but directing that's what i want to yeah. do i want to direct bro direct do music direct do music shine light on our people and so we that's can go dope. forward man that's go dope. Forward. so now this album is it released or where can people get it it's on all platforms okay pablo the first i even have uh cds too uh, for the collectors, I have CDs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm usually at the flea markets posted up, but coronavirus right now, so that goes yeah. down. But uh, but yeah, it's on all platforms. 17 songs in total. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at this time, anything else you want to bring up? You want to talk about? Because we're closing? I'm working. Uh, I'm working on my second album. I think I mentioned that already. Unstoppable. Oh, okay. Okay. Unstoppable is coming soon. It's going to be a 
a dope ass album, and okay. I'm really um, it's it's my baby because I'm producing all the beats. You know, I'm in engineering everything. I'm recording everything. So, how long have you been doing music for now? I'm brand new, bro. Like brand new, not when, brand new. Like how new, bro? I did that album in three months. New. I, I engineered it. Wow. Yeah. So you learned all that shit yourself? I learned on my own, bro. GarageBand. I did it on GarageBand that album. Wow. Well, see, that should be good because that's encouraging to youngsters that are probably watching and thinking, how can I get started? Yeah. Get GarageBand on your shit. Yeah. If you did an album, they can do it. Bro, when I did my first beat on an iPad, I said, okay, I could, <laughs> I could do something here, bro. Like, I'm telling you, bro, SPM convinced me I could do it, bro. Bro, like, and out of, since then, bro, I'm, I could do it. I could right. do it. I did that album in three months, bro. No, I'm not having the same results with this upcoming uh, album. Because on this one, my, my homie Pina produced like most of the beats, about 10 of them. Okay. Okay. Then I did the other ones. But um, right on my next album, I'm looking to do all the beats. And all the beats are already actually all done. So right now I'm just doing the writing, some of the features that I have on it. And I'm just writing the lyrics, you know, and recording. Oh, oh yeah. man. Other than that, you any shout outs you want to give? Anything you want to say to anybody? Um, any complaints? Shout outs to you guys for watching. Follow your dreams. Be about it. Know that you're capable of doing anything in this life, no matter what you've been through, no matter if you've been in special ed like myself, no matter if, you, if you've been in the system and you just got out and, and you feel like, man, there's nothing. Man, to be honest with you, everything I do right now, I create on my own. I don't need a, like, I did graduate, but I don't need no diploma. I don't need no one saying, yes, I'm going to hire you. I create my own opportunities, and I want you guys to know that you guys could do it as well, too. You guys can manifest anything there's a lot of great books out there and if you guys don't like reading man there's a lot of great youtube videos out there where you guys could start um uh growing there's actually if i could recommend two podcasts go for it uh, um patrick ben david which you remind me a lot of from value Tainment. do you ever check them out no amazing podcast uh patrick ben david and who else ed milet ed milet okay. that's another good uh okay. podcast so if you guys want to grow as individuals into better people in, in this world. Start investing in your mind. Don't watch that television. Start investing on things that are going to build you for tomorrow. Be about it. Okay. That's about it. Uh, I want to say something to Satan West. It says, Tony, get out of retirement. Believe me, I'm working on it, brother. I'm working on it, okay? Uh, soon, soon. You, you know what I work, want to work on? The SP1200. That's what I really want to do. So I got a bunch of shit. I already talked to uh, Kujo. I'm going to have him coming over. I would like for him to, for him to be my first artist nice. when I come back because I got a bunch of dope Let's shit, go. a bunch of dope shit. But um, anyways, other than that, um, uh, big uh, much love to Satan West once again. Um, Johnny, anything? Okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and say uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for allowing me to interview you. I think it was very very interesting because as of right now. Uh, you have given the most insight on someone that I believe people tuned in because they wanted to hear about SPM. Yeah. Whether they whether they say whatever they want to say, I understand that. But you know what? I'm a hood podcaster. Uh, I'm a hood journalist. So yeah. I got to give the people whatever they want. They could talk yeah. shit. I understand. I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But uh, anyway. yeah, he, he had the, just so you know, too, he has a bunch of artists from, from Dope House Records including his kids that are amazing talents. Okay. Um, if you ever want to link up with any of them, let me know and I'll make that connection. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And another thing is this, when people, uh, when you mentioned those podcasts, I could have easily have said no, 
Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest with you, I don't care. Yeah. I encourage everyone, start your own podcast. Yeah. We have the technology, we have a voice, yeah. do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do it. Other people have told me, don't encourage people. Be the only one. I don't want that, bro. The more, the better. I would be happy if somehow you end up in one of the podcasts that I just referred because someone went from, I don't know, what if a weird connection happens like that? Right, right. You know? Um, but you remind me a lot of Patrick Big David, though, from Valuetainment. Okay. Check, check them out whenever you can, man. Okay. And uh, somebody said... Tony A won't talk about Toker, but he will talk about blah, blah, blah. Look, bro, you spoke too soon. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to get into it with you. And I never really like to read the comments, but I just thought, why not? But uh, you spoke a little bit too soon because we do have somebody coming in representing Toker. So uh, really quick, uh, shut the fuck up. Okay. Anyways. Hey, you know who I want to see, bro? I want to see Little Easy on here, bro. Well, hook it up. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's what I want to see, though, dog. Like, straight up. Mm. Anyways, um, let me go ahead and give... Uh, oh, yeah. Once again, we're going to go ahead and be starting a uh, GoFundMe. Uh, but before we give like what you, we expect from you, we want to tell you what we're going to be giving to you as an incentive for you to... Uh, for blessing our, if you will, GoFundMe uh, financially because we want to start in this documentary... Uh, we are planning on finishing it up quick, uh, filming it, finishing it up quick, editing it well, editing it quick, and then releasing it somewhere sometime in March of next year. It's got to give us time to film it, got to give us time to edit it. Probably about an hour and a half long tops, or a little bit shorter, about an hour and 15 minutes. And um, we got a lot of great stuff, a lot of great footage, but we need a budget. So. Be looking, I'll be talking about that more on Sunday when I have my special guest here. Other than that, let me go ahead and thank my boy, John motherfucking Elkins. Um, get at him on Instagram, John motherfucking Elkins or uh, JE Visuals. Okay, so make sure you get at him. And uh, my boy, DG, DG Media Clips, he wasn't able to make it today, but he'll be back on Sunday. Uh, let me go ahead and give a shout out to my son, uh, B Scandalous, for coming out. And uh, well, not coming out because he lives with me. But for helping me promote this, also Sandy Pants, which I think she found a new home for her podcast. So let me give a shout out to her who helps me promote this as well. We help each other. When she comes out with a podcast, I would also link you guys up with her. But other than that, uh, for you, all the single women that are watching and that are good women. No kids, no kids. Well, I'm not going to say that. He said that, okay? Uh, Shit, straight uh, up, uh, man. Yeah, good women. I I learned on the last one already, bro. Straight up. Good women, like coming to America. Good, good women. Straight up. Okay? Uh, Get at him, okay? Pablo Nunez on Instagram. (laughs) It should have popped up already. Yeah. Get at him if you all want to get wiped up. Stop talking about you can't find a good man. This is a good man. You want to get wiki-wiki with him? Hit him up. So we out, man. Thank you, brother. For sure, man. All right, you guys. Sunday, stay blessed. I'll put my flyer up tomorrow. Uh, I'll see you guys soon. Get the fuck out of here.